Hey, hi, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Wilder Mind Podcast. And thank you so much for being here with the pod. Today, we'll continue our limited series with the support of Mountain Hardware as we have conversations with folks that inspire us and talk about things that feel like a mountain we cannot climb alone because so many of us find beauty outside of our comfort zones. And sometimes the hardest thing is just saying it out loud. I'm your host, Cody Cameron. All right, friends, I've been listening to this episode over and over, and I love it, and I know you will too. Why? Because it's Marley Jarenko and Miranda Oakley on the microphones. Oh, I'm so excited. This whole limited series exists because Marley dreamt it up years ago. They put the work in to design it, to develop it with intent, with a marketing plan, and so on. I was only invited in to talk. This whole thing is because of them. They're freaking awesome. And Miranda Oakley, here to talk about motherhood of being a woman in the guiding and rock climbing world, and how the world applies labels and assumptions based on, let's be honest, a bunch of outdated gendered bullshit. I also want to share some words about Miranda written by Lauren Delaney Miller, who is so deeply thoughtful, so kind, and will always greet you with a smile. So Lauren's book, Valley of Giants, Stories from Women at the Heart of Yosemite Climbing, should be on your bookshelf if it is not already. So make that happen. Here's what Lauren wrote. Miranda Oakley is a true climber's climber, and her down-to-earth nature often belies a stream of accomplishments she has piled up in recent years. Originally from Maryland, Miranda packed up the car and headed for Yosemite days after graduating from St. Mary's College of Maryland. She worked and lived all over the park before settling in more than 10 years on as one of Yosemite Mountaineering School's only female guides. In 2016, Miranda became the first woman to climb the nose of El Capitan alone in less than 24 hours, making use of her competence on Yosemite's big walls and her prowess at climbing difficult, traditional routes. She's since taken her climbing skills to the far corners of the earth, establishing first ascents and sharing her love for the sport with a global community. But she always returns home to Yosemite. Now that's enough for me. Let's get this conversation going. Oh, also, you'll hear a bit from Alora, Miranda's little kiddo. Because Miranda's a mom, and moms don't get to quit being moms ever. So as we're recording, Miranda is caring for Alora the entire time. Okay, let's do it. You and I have worked on, like, a lot of, a handful of pieces together, Mm -hmm. written content. Yeah. And I feel like it's always been interviews digitally so Mm -hmm. this is a cool yeah new venture for us first yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay so there were two articles that came out during your pregnancy one that you wrote for mountain hardware and one that we worked on together and I'm curious what has changed uh since having your baby you talked about the fear of losing your sense of adventure and kind of this life that you had been immersed in and created your whole world around. And you also talked about changes in your career and changes in your body. So what is different today? (laughs) Well, I guess the main difference is just going from like having the baby on the inside to having the baby on the outside and having to Um, deal with that you know just becoming a mom and um, 
yeah, it's like a whole transition, I guess. <laughs> like I'm the same person, but I'm a different person now, it kind of feels like. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I guess, I guess I'm trying to, as far as like adventure goes, um, and like pursuing what I've been pursuing my whole life, which is like climbing and, um, you know, climbing, going on big adventures and climbing bigger and bigger walls. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of things in the long term, like hopefully one day I'll be able to do that stuff again and um, keep, keep kind of chasing after like adventures. Um, but for now I'm kind of in survival mode, you know, just trying to, um, learn how to live with this new little person in my life. Um, and so for me, like right now where I'm at is like going on an adventure could mean like going to Vaughn's with Alora, you know, <laughs> just kind of, or, you know, at the very least going to the happies, you know, like the bouldering area and Bishop, uh, with Alora is like a huge adventure for us. Um, so I guess that's kind of where I'm at in the changes. Is the type of adventures that you used to have in climbing and in guiding, do you feel like it's at all similar to being a mom? I think like having gone on these adventures and put myself through some sort of like adverse conditions, I guess, uh, when it comes to challenge and comfort zones and stuff has maybe helped me prepare for being a mom just in that like um you know I learned to enjoy doing hard things and this is a hard thing and so I'm trying to you know I think I'm well set up now to like appreciate like oh this is really hard but I'm gonna try my best to do a good job kind of thing yeah does that make sense does make sense (laughs) um and I didn't include this in our question, so I'm kind of going off the rails here. That's but okay. I know that you uh, you were climbing until um, far into your pregnancy. Are you climbing now that you've had Alora? Yeah, but just little bits here and there. Um, like I've been going to the climbing gym about once a week. I climb for work because I've teaching climbing classes here in Bishop so I'm climbing for work like a couple times a week uh it just doesn't amount to like nearly as much as what I'm used to um but like every time I do go climbing especially on like outside or um you know on routes or whatever uh, I definitely appreciate it a lot more than I ever have before um so that's cool. <laughs> Why do you say that? What do you appreciate more? I think, I don't know, just having taken like a break for a while and not being able to go out as much as I used to. And also kind of like ha- more or less having my body back um, has felt like really, it definitely fills my cup in a way that it kind of used to where I could go out climbing. Even just nowadays, it's just for a few hours and... Um, like, I feel really satisfied from that, and I don't know, sort of makes me forget about whatever I'm worried about or anxious about at the time. Um, Does it feel like a refresh sense of love for climbing? Does the does the changing relationship that you now have feel exciting and, 
and new or does it also make you miss the relationship that you had with it um I don't I guess I don't really miss the relationship I had with it because um I like how I feel now being really um having such a I like climbing has been really fun for me recently and I feel like as long as it's fun for me I'll be able to kind of get back to where I was at one point it's just like right now is not the time but I'm still enjoying climbing and I guess because of that I feel like I still have that avenue to like get to where I was at some point you know mm-hmm. like I'm not anxious when I'm climbing I'm not like you know experiencing some of some of the like bad feelings that people get with climbing sometimes like anxious scared of falling or um nervous about whatever or you know just kind of in their head about whatever they're climbing um it's kind of like, like, it's all the things I like about climbing when I'm climbing. And um, so, yeah, I don't know. That, I kind of went off on a tangent there a little bit. No, that's totally okay. Um, I would like, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. Um, it, I get the sense that you see climbing as something that you will come back to in the way that it was. Do you still have that intention of holding that adventure in your future and incorporating your kids into it? Yeah, I sure hope so. I mean, I guess I can only hope at this point. Who knows what could happen realistically. But um, yeah, I definitely still hope to get back to climbing like it was. And I hope to climb with Alora someday. Um, I'm just, yeah, like I said, I'm trying to think more long-term, like, in the grand scheme of things, and in the grand scheme of things, this is hopefully just, like, a year or two of my life where I really have to hunker down, and, you know, especially while I'm breastfeeding, it's almost impossible to do, like, a multi-pitch route for more than four or five hours, you know, Um, but it's a really short amount of time in the grand scheme of things. Like, I've been climbing over 20 years, and so taking a year to like stay close to the ground and just enjoy just the movement of climbing and um like the kind of stress-free aspects of climbing Um, I love that attitude that you have just you're so patient and it feels like you are really secure in knowing that it's something that you are just taking a break from and that you will come back to it again when the time feels right. I think that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, I do, I do get to climb like just enough, I would say to like keep the fire lit, you know? So it's like, I think it might be different if I never ever had time to climb. I think it would be a bit harder, but because I get like even just once or twice a week just to go to the happy boulders and do like three boulder problems it's just enough to like keep that that fire going you know yeah what else does going outside look like to you these days um it's usually I'm bringing Alora because uh, it's hard to find childcare, <laughs> and so I end up bringing like less stuff for myself because I had to bring so much stuff for her and either me or my partner has to carry her and yeah we're not just going to any crag we're like trying to go to the crag where we think there's like the least amount of rock fall and the best zone for like hanging out in so we can hang with her there um 
I don't know. So many more things you have to think about. Yeah. Not just shoes and chalk anymore. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Yeah. Takes twice as much time just to get out the door. Yeah. Like even just going bouldering normally, I'd just be like, okay, got my shoes, chalk, crash pad, and a bottle of water. And now it's like I have all that plus a diaper changing kit, a few layers for her, like, like extra layers in case she like gets poop all over the place, <laughs> you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Extra water because I'm breastfeeding and you have to stay really hydrated. And yeah. And then it's like taking turns with people to hold her while I try to climb stuff. <laughs> like, hey, you want to hold the baby? <laughs> yes. So. Let's talk a little bit about guiding and what that feels like to you these days. Um, you said something that I thought was really interesting that you had gotten a lot of advice from your friends in the industry that are dads and you had the sense that things were going to be a lot different and you, you appreciated the advice, but you're like, yeah, okay, but it's going to be different for me. Mm -hmm. What was some of the advice that you got and is it different? Um, yeah, I think, like, it's especially different now because of, like, the post-birth, like, recovery and then breastfeeding, you know, just because of the biological differences. Um, but, yeah, like, some of the advice I got that I really appreciated was, like, you know, don't worry, you'll be, like, you'll climb, you'll, you'll send your project in no time because now that you're hanging out with the baby, you'll have more time to train and... Um, you'll go bouldering, get really strong. And I'm like, okay, yeah, like I could see that happening. And I think maybe it's still possible, but it's just like right now, um, you know, just getting out the door is kind of tricky with her. Um, and so, yeah, I think maybe eventually those biological differences will get like smaller and smaller, you know, like she'll start eating solid foods and not need me as much anymore. Um, but yeah, I guess it's mostly like the biological differences, which is between men and women having to breastfeed slash pump while I'm working. Um, it's just a little bit like more limiting. So, yeah, like even just the sense of what is important during that time is completely different. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like maybe what what they would be perceiving as kind of a time of leisure and just away from work feels like more work yeah totally yeah yeah and then like having to get up several times like my partner can get up and like hand me the baby but then I have to take the baby and feed her you know like so there's only so much he can even do as a guy and I think like you know men working in the industry <laughs> <laughs> they obviously aren't having to wake up throughout the night to breastfeed their baby, you know. Um, and even if they, I think, take, you know, try to help out, it's still like, you know, there's some limits to like what they can do. Yeah. So. Did you feel like getting ready to go into this experience that you were understood by other people that you were working around? just given the guiding industry is so male dominated? Yeah. I mean, again, cause I, I know a lot of folks, I had a lot of coworkers whose wives had had babies. So, you know, they're dads and they understood the process and, 
you know, they were, you know, they were, they were able to give me advice just based off of what their experience was with their, you know, their wives who had kids. Um, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. Sorry. What, <laughs> I got a little off track there <laughs> with that answer. That's okay. So <laughs> I, what I was curious about was, did you, did you feel understood? Understood. Like as you were getting ready to yeah. head into motherhood and, you know, you're talking to them about this, this big thing that's about to happen to you, but could they really relate to you in the way that you felt like you wanted to be related to? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's, that part's like kind of hard just cause, um, yeah, like I said, they know their experience of their, you know, whoever, their wife or sister, whoever is close to them, who has a baby. But I guess everyone's in their own body during that process and having to deal with it. But yeah, I could, I felt like there was a, some, like a definitely like a base level of understanding that, you know. Are there other women at the guiding company that you work for that you were able to talk to? Sorry, sorry, what? <laughs> um, I guess what I'm curious about, did you feel like you had anyone in the workspace to get support from during your pregnancy? Um, yeah, I mean, I wasn't working, um, like my normal job in Yosemite, yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe she just needs to change the scenery. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, sorry. Can we take that one more? So yep, what was totally. the <laughs> Did you have any any sources of support, like other women that you worked with, uh, to bond with and just get support in your pregnancy? Um, yeah, like I have a friend who used to work for Yosemite Mountaineering School. Uh, she hasn't worked there since then, but she's been guiding and she has like a three-year-old now. Um, so she hasn't worked at Yosemite Mountaineering School since, um, since she had the kid, but she's been guiding around Santa Cruz. And because I went to Santa Cruz to have the baby, um, she was definitely there to like, kind of like, it was nice to get a little bit of advice from women who had been in that line of work and who climb a lot. And I have a few other friends who are really strong climbers who have also had kids. And um, it was really just nice to talk to them and know that, like, you know, even though your body changes a lot, like, you know, you can still go back to what you were doing. And it's, it's not Do you feel like it's something that you wish you had a little bit more visibility to? Like to see, to talk to more people about it? Specifically more guides, just because you're in such a physical line of work. Yeah, I guess I'm always trying to collect information and talk to people. So whenever I talk to someone, especially if they're experiencing something that I might be experiencing soon, like having a kid or something, I'm always curious and picking their brain about stuff. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I would have loved to talk to more women, more female guides who are having kids, um, or who have had kids. I mean, I've talked to people in the past, um, women who have had kids who are guiding, 
But at that point, I think I wasn't like in the like gathering information mode. You know what I mean? Uh, and there's all these little things that I would have loved to just like, or, or would still love to just like pick people's brain about like, what's the best like sort of carrier to put your kid in when you're at the crag? Like, <laughs> or like, you know, different products that people use or different like hacks that people have for like bringing the kid out and getting out to climb. Totally. And the way that you answered this question is how I would expect any guide to answer this question. (laughs) You're just so unbothered, it seems, by like, I, I didn't really have visibility to the answers that I needed, but I'm going to find my own way. I'm going to create my <laughs> own path. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Love that. All right. Um, and I know you mentioned that you haven't really crossed this bridge yet, but how do you feel about how supportive the guiding industry is currently set up to be for mothers? Um, well, it's... I guess, like, it's not like any job or I don't know of any guiding services that would give moms or dads paternity or maternity leave. Like, I've never heard of that before. So aside from that, like, obvious glaring thing that, you know, should be, I guess, uh, more pervasive throughout our whole society. um, Aside from that, I guess I feel it's like I've gotten the support that I need, but... um, I guess it's just like the same support that I've always gotten, you know, it's not like specific to, um, me being pregnant. It's like, you know, it's like, okay, like, like when I got pregnant right before, or I was about to, I got pregnant and it worked out so that it was like, I was going to give birth during my guiding season or like right at the beginning of it. So my guiding season was kind of shot from that. And of course, my boss is like, yep, like you can come back and work for us whenever you're ready. Um, And I'm confident that anywhere I've worked in the past, I could work again. I could work there again. So again, it's not like I feel like I'm getting extra support from for my pregnancy or for being a mom. But I'm getting like I'm still getting the same support that I've always gotten, which is I appreciate and again I can't speak for like other women so maybe not all women feel that way but I feel like I'm pretty fairly confident that anywhere where I've worked in the past would gladly hire me again um at the same rate that I've been getting paid and give me like the same quality of work as before mm-hmm. um but I guess it's kind of like the minimum of what you would expect for okay. places to do it's not necessarily support yeah was was the fear of that not being the case ever big enough to f- make you feel like maybe I shouldn't have kids? Like, did that ever play a big factor in your decision? Uh, well, I guess for a long time, I was really 50-50 about having a kid. Um, and I guess my fear around having a kid was more to do with um, being afraid of missing opportunities in life, not necessarily career oriented or guiding oriented opportunities, but maybe, you know, but, you know, it's like, I was more afraid of missing out on just any kind of opportunities, you know? Yeah. 
I get, I get that FOMO. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you mean like opportunities as in like to kind of go, go out on a whim and go camping or go on this big adventure? Yeah, totally. And, you know, I've been really fortunate and privileged to have like different opportunities get thrown my way between the guiding and just being a rock climber in general and other kind of like odd jobs. Um, I've gotten like a lot of opportunities throughout my life and having a kid definitely I'm thinking like, okay, well maybe like, um, when, when there's this cool like job opportunity or gig opportunity, um, that one of my friends or someone I work with hears about, they're not going to like first go to me to like see if I want to do it. Like, um, or they might not like ask me at all, you know? Mm. So, so it's, it's more about like being afraid that people will stop asking. Yeah, exactly. Like if I say no more than a couple of times to certain things that yeah, maybe people will stop asking me to do mm. these, like go on these adventures or, you know, it could be a job. It could be like doing something with mountain hardware or it could be, um, guiding something. Um, I guess my fear is that after becoming a mom, because like it's hard to do this stuff right now that eventually I would like miss out on some of these mm. opportunities. But then part of the reason why I decided to go forward with having a kid was because I feel I've already felt, I felt like I've already had like a lot of opportunities in my life that I'm grateful for. And having a kid is just like another opportunity that I didn't want to miss out on. And so that was kind of ultimately part of like what pushed me towards like having the kid side of things yeah totally I was on the fence yeah it's like we don't need to keep recreating the same experience that we've been having for a long time like your your path is just gonna be different and different opportunities will present themselves and those will be just as cool and exciting exactly yeah yeah. like this is an opportunity to have like a adventure an adventure of a lifetime like having a kid is kind of how I see it yeah. And so even if I miss out on other opportunities or adventures because of that, I'm still going on this like grand adventure with her and my partner. So worth it. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned before that there are a lot of assumptions and comments that you've gotten from clients about your capabilities that you've interpreted as them perceiving your gender a certain way. And how do you handle those types of comments, both like outwardly to them and both internally? Yeah, a lot of the, the it's not like necessarily very, sometimes they're not very um, obvious like comments, you know, it's just like subtle things that people say. And um, I think every female climber probably has to deal with the same sort of thing of people kind of experience expecting less of you or expecting you to like not be as capable um and you know it's always hard to tell if that's based on your gender or based on something else you know um but yeah I guess at this point in my life I don't really care what my clients think of my capabilities as a guide because I know I know exactly like how capable I am and I'm fairly confident in my abilities and you know, to be able to guide people up whatever, you know, they want to climb. Um, and if I'm not, I know that too. So it's like, I guess, 
I know. I guess I know exactly what I'm capable of, so I'm not really worried about what clients are thinking of me um, as far as, like, what they think I'm capable of. Did it ever bother you? Like, were you always this way, or was it something that you had to learn over time? I think in the beginning it bothered me a bit more, um, only because I just... I guess it's just like the subtle things that would bother me more than anything. Um, if like someone was like outwardly sexist and thought like I wasn't strong enough or wasn't capable because I'm a woman, then I w- it wouldn't bother me as much because I just sort of write them off as like, oh, they're sexist. They don't. They just don't know. Like they're they're not necessarily they're sexist. They just maybe just don't know, or they're just like they don't know enough about rock climbing or about guiding to know that like you know just because I'm a woman is not gonna like hold me back as far as being a guide um but I think after like having been doing it for so long and you know I'm not just guiding I'm also like climbing a ton so having like gotten certain like accomplishments under my belt I think it's just given me a lot more confidence um in my own abilities and with that has come like I've like cared less and less what people think of like my capabilities mm-hmm. but I can't even imagine being tied in to somebody who was like making you feel <laughs> some type of way about your abilities whether it's outright or kind of implicitly like that must just be so awkward well it's not it's it's not too bad just because like yeah they're gonna like I, th- I think generally they're like, okay, well, this climb must be easy because she's floating it. I think it's like kind of what it boils down to. And then, you know, I don't know. I guess it's just having confidence is like huge. And so if you know that you're capable of something, it's almost like doesn't really bother me if people don't think I can do something because it's like going to be apparent very soon that I am capable, I guess that makes any sense (laughs) yeah totally you're like okay if you think that but like wait till I get you up to the top (laughs) yeah and like the concern is not like um my own abilities like when I'm meeting someone in the beginning of the day and you know I feel like they might be judging me because of my gender like I'm I can't really be concerned about that my concern is like like, can this person do what I need them to do? You know, like, can they blame me? Can they make it up to the top of this, like, slippery Yosemite Valley 5-7 pitch to, like, do the rest of the climb? Like, totally. can they hike down without, you know, getting hurt? Or I'm gonna, am I going to have to use a rope to, like, get them down? Or, you know, the I'm, like, more concerned in the beginning of the day when I meet my clients with their ability, like, so much more concerned with their abilities that you know, what they think of me doesn't necessarily, it's just like not that much on my radar, I guess. And it's such a typical thing where like, especially, especially men, but women do it too. Or, you know, they like people just like assume things about you because of your gender. It's, it's almost so typical that it's doesn't even like register anymore. I'm just like, whatever. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, and I love that approach of just not even entertaining the comments or feeding into ego or like meeting them at their level you're just like okay like this is about safety and we have a job to do today and that's what I'm focused on 
And sometimes people do ask questions and it's like, we're making conversation. You're out with someone the whole day. You're going to talk to them and, and they're making a conversation and people are genuinely like interested in learning about you as a guide. Like they want to know like everything you've climbed and all that. And I will sometimes take that as an opportunity to like, I won't, I guess you could call it bragging. I'm not like overselling my accomplishments, but I'm not holding back. Like, you know, if they're asking me like, oh, have, you know, the big question is, have you ever climbed El Cap? And I'm like, yeah. And then they're like, wow. And then the next question is always like, you know, did you sleep up there? Which would imply like I've done it once. And so I'm like, no, uh, yeah, I've slept up there. I've also done it without sleeping up there. I've done it like a whole bunch of times and a lot of different styles. And then they're just like blown away. They're like, what? You've climbed it? more than once you know <laughs> <laughs> you're just like scratching your head you're like yeah you could say that yeah. <laughs> so you said something right when we got here that there was so much that you you felt like you said in the blog that you wrote and the article that we did together that you were like oh I just had no idea what I was about <laughs> to experience and I, I was what are some of those things well, I guess like before having the baby while I was still pregnant, I thought that this winter, like I thought that like right now I could like start training um, for climbing like the way I've been training or I've trained a little bit in the past and uh, try like a project this winter, like, you know, like push harder grade like find some project and like climb like a harder grade than I've ever climbed before. And now I'm starting to realize that, you know, after nine months of like being pregnant, it's probably going to take at least nine months to get back to like where I was. I thought that process would be like a lot faster. And I also thought, of course, that I would have more time and energy for this stuff. Like I thought like, oh, you know, just like take Alora up to the boulders and like just boulder over all day. And like, that's just not like a thing. Like I can barely like do a hangboarding set with her around and, you know, get through it all because like halfway through she'll get hungry and then she'll like go in her diaper and I'll have to change her diaper. And then there's poop everywhere and I'll have to change her whole outfit <laughs> And then I'll like come back to hangboarding and then, you know, she'll start fussing again for some reason and she'll want to take a nap and then, but I have to hold her for the whole nap, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it, I guess. it reminds me so much of the advice that you said that you got from some of the guys that you were surrounded with and that being a lesson that you just had to go learn for yourself. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Was there anything that has been a pleasant surprise for you that you couldn't have anticipated? I guess that my attitude about it has been pretty good. It's just like a surprise because I kind of thought that not being able to go outside every day, um, not being able to climb as much as I wanted to would be kind of sad for me. I would get bummed out. But um, I think just like being so busy with Alora and just so obsessed with her has kind of made it made me less bummed about not getting out as outside as much as I would like to. Mm -hmm. So what would you tell any other climber or somebody who likes to go outside and sees that as a big part of their life? What would you tell them if they are worried about losing that part of their life when they enter motherhood? 
I guess I would say it's all about adaptability. So like you can still get outside just to, like adapt what you're doing um, to this new little life form. Um, and so appreciate the like small things, I guess, like getting to do a boulder problem that you've done a thousand times before. Um, like, or like getting to warm up on a fun boulder in the sun or, you know, just like appreciate those little things, um, and adapt and just thinking, thinking the grand scheme of things, like even, even two years in the grand scheme of things isn't that long, you know? And yeah, I'm sure you've had projects that have taken you maybe even two years or maybe that's a little long, but you know, things that you've done in your life where you've committed two years to and that's, yeah, totally. I mean, Oh, here, do you want me to take her? She might, maybe she needs to eat. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> okay, before I hand it off to Cody, uh-huh. is there anything uh, else? Baby uh, baby, yeah, before, before Cody, we baby, hand it off to the baby wrangler over here, Cody, <laughs> is there anything that you want to share that you didn't get to? Mm, I guess just that I know that I am a total Gumby still in the parenthood department. And (laughs) I know that I'm like saying stuff now, like have all these big ideas. Um, But I need to just like be humble and realize that, you know, like it might like nothing is going to go the way I think it's going to go. Um or it might go exactly how you think it's going to go. <laughs> Even if, if it goes a little bit like how I think it's going to go, I'll be, I'll be psyched. That is success. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just in it for the ride. All right. I think that's all I've got. Okay, great. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's so happy with that. With you. This episode of the Wildermind podcast was produced by Marley Jarenko and me with music by Leah Woods. We're glad you're here because the hard stuff gets easier if we just talk about it. And as always, my friends, to your wildest self, be true.